0: They keep on rolling, the JMU Dukes men's basketball team. They are second behind Appalachian State in Sunbelt play. And are we ready to connect with Shane Metland just yet? No, we are not. But... JMU they got the win against Arkansas State this past Wednesday they were off they're back in action at Marshall this coming Wednesday a team that we've described previously is good but not great relative to what that program what they put out in prior years meanwhile Radford and we'll get to this with Rick Watson and just a bit here in the fast lane but uh, they lost this past weekend to high point 99-74 one of the games we actually got right when it came to uh, our votes of confidence projections. But, you know, the offense has been a concern, kind of felt like it's been stuck in the mud at times, and uh, it was good, but they just weren't able to do anything to slow down Radford this past weekend. Um, And really right now, this is a Radford team, or excuse me, yeah, it's a Radford team that just feels like they're, they're trudging for answers at this juncture of their season, having now lost five games in a row that's where we start things off in part one of covering the commonwealth
1: yep we're copying this idea covering the commonwealth a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them let's start with
0: the radford highlanders with rick watson the play-by-play voice of the radford highlanders joining us in the fast lane rick a pleasure to be speaking with you it's not a pleasure right now for radford it feels like it's a grind at this point having dropped five games in a row and they are 0-4 february how much of this is the offense and it seemingly feeling like it's gotten stuck in a rut
1: i think it's a little bit of everything to be honest and i believe now the key is just trying to do what you can if you're Coach Nichols, as he told us in the post game, to make sure these guys don't just cash it in the rest of the season. The biggest problem has been the defensive end of the floor. As was, you know, on full display, unfortunately, Saturday night at High Point. I mean, they had 99 points at the end of that ball game, And as you know, that's just given up far too many. So for this thing to get turned around, they've got to be recommitted to defense, and it has to happen quickly.
0: 85 to Winthrop on Thursday at home. 99 this past Saturday at High Point. Both losses. The Highlanders have dropped five in a row, and we're discussing that right now with the play-by-play voice of the Radford Highlanders Rick Watson who is back with us once again in the fast lane um so much of defense can center around and I know this has become a buzzword in college basketball you know there's certain ones that pop up every year but connectivity how much has that been something that Radford has lacked right now as evidenced by the challenges they face, particularly their most recent two games
1: Well, I think that's a good word, and I think connecting and staying together and communicating, that's been one of the things that Coach Nichols has talked about, the lack of communication on the floor and not just talking to one another about where you are, but also trying to help out recognizing things defensively. So he feels like if they can shore that up, and we know we have the talent, you know, we've had it all year long. It's just gotten away from them here during this five-game losing skid. So they're treating this like four games left. Um, let's see if we can get a couple of wins here and get some momentum going into the tournament.
0: You referenced the other part about uh, the talent's always been there, but the mental engagement and buy-in part just always being a challenge when you hit one of these losing streaks. What steps are Coach Nichols and his staff at Radford doing to to try to stem that and make sure these guys are as invested as you would want with, you know, again, a chance to go to the conference tournament and make noise there.
1: Well, it was interesting because he spoke about that um, on the post game, and what he's trying to do is connect this to their real-life experiences after basketball, that you're going to have obstacles, you're going to have some roadblocks in the way. You're going to regret looking back on your career if you didn't go about trying to handle this and maximize your opportunities to try to fix the problems that are out there because it's going to be facing you going forward. So I think it's a reminder how much basketball relates to real life, and it's something that he's always tried to coach these guys with.
0: Rick Watson, the play-by-play voice for the Radford Highlanders, making a little bit of time for us today here in the fast lane. It's always our pleasure, Rick, to be chatting with you. Of course, we'll keep it locked to Radford Highlanders basketball. 6:30 airtime this coming Sunday, this coming Thursday, and then 1:30 airtime this coming Saturday on the VTR in Roanoke Cap.
1: The JMU Dukes
0: with Shane Metlin of the Harrisonburg Daily News Record. Shane, great to be speaking with you once again here in the fast lane. First off, for the men's basketball team, it wasn't pretty, but after the big victory against our Akron last Saturday, JMU now overall continuing their surge down the stretch, including a win against Georgia Southern this past Saturday, Um, and before that, the victory against Georgia State. Are the Dukes now on a roll to the point where they should legitimately be treated where they are, which is the second best team in the Sun Belt?
2: Yeah, I think so, and I think you know, um, you know, I think you know it'll be pretty interesting if they get to the conference tournament and there's a rematch with with App State. I you mean, know, obviously App State's got you know they swept the regular season series, um, maybe maybe caught JMU at the at the best time of the season for that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I think you know they've they played well throughout the throughout the year so i think they've definitely earned earned their spot near the top of the conference
0: the phrase that you used to describe that victory this past saturday against georgia southern was balanced effort how much have the dukes found the balance to be something that they could rely on at this juncture meaning that when teams try to take away one thing they have different ways to win games anyway
2: yeah, I mean, I think you see that from them. Um, they've got guys, you know, they've got multiple guys who are very capable of putting up 25 points in a game. They've had four or five different guys do that this year. I mean, Terrence Edwards has been the leading scorer pretty much the entire way, and he's he's their go-to guy. But, you know, they've had other times where it's been a Julian Wooden or um, Noah Friedel have both gone off at times. And, you know, I think it, as long as they've got Somebody shooting the ball well they're they're always pretty good shape offensively
0: they go to Marshall this coming Wednesday night as the JMU Dukes do this is a Marshall team that's been good but not great how tricky of a spot is this for JMU just given that they're on a roll and now they kick off a couple games on the road with four left in the regular season
2: yeah, I mean, they finished with four straight on the road in the regular season, which is, is a little bit weird, but um, something they're going to have to deal with. And they're all teams that they're favored against, they're going to be favored against, but uh, Marshall's a group that's been been better at home, and it's also a style where they're going to shoot a ton of threes, and if they're hot, they can be pretty tough team to beat. If, you know maybe if they're only shooting about 30 percent that might still be 12 made three pointers in a game which can kind of turn the tide in a lot of games
0: shane metlin harrisonburg daily news record dropping some insight today here in the fast lane shane a pleasure to have you once again shane underscore dnr sports and the harrisonburg daily news record for more of your insight
2: all right, thanks for having
0: me. Our pleasure. Shane Metlin with us here to wrap up covering the Commonwealth because with NASCAR at Daytona, no updates yet. Trey, what updates do you have on the race, meanwhile? Uh, Trey
3: Logano leads uh, Justin Haley in a Rick Ware racing car. is second, uh, Todd Gillan third, who is coming up the inside lane. So uh, there you go. Meanwhile, as you touched and on... And Ty Gibbs not even in the top 20.
0: You know, like I said Trey, it's going to take a minute for Ty Gibbs to get in contention to to win that inaugural NASCAR Cup Series championship. And by just, in contention, it's he just has to win a race to get into the playoffs. Just wanted to keep that keep you know, keep you in check. So the question was going to be how are we doing and apparently not so well right now. <laughs> Granted, it's still uh, actually new leader Todd Gilland. How about that? That's awesome. The other part of how are we doing, Bubba Wallace. Uh P3. Okay.
3: He's he's pushing Todd in the inside line.
0: Yeah, he's been up there for a good chunk of it, at least on my initial listening There's to the a race. line
3: of Toyotas behind Todd. Uh, it's the 23, the 19, the 45. So uh, it's a good good group right there.
0: The 23 of Bubba Wallace, the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. and the 45 of Tyler Reddick. Um, any change in your predictions, Trey, as far as what happens in this so race?
3: So I, uh, I picked Brad like I did on Friday, but I also said I would bet on the Toyotas to you know win you know as a like manufacturer win and i feel pretty good about that yeah
0: i would as well they've run very well
3: because they had the worst odds they were like it was two plus 230 but then they changed it to plus 190 after practice because they were all at the top of the board but uh so i I think they seem to be working well together i think having three extra cars this year is so so different because you know variants yes they have The extra cars, and they have two. I would put in the elite super speedway category, and then the rest are pretty solid at it. They have two. Like Denny is elite of elite, but Bubba's pretty elite because if you finish second in the Daytona 500 twice, that means you're really good at getting your car there at the end.
0: I would agree with that, Trey. Last one as we wrap up the fast lane right now. Quick, under ten laps to go. Over under one and a half cautions.
3: Um, we'll go over uh one more for you over under 2 a.m for the finish of the xfinity race i'll
0: go under 2 a.m but i think it's after midnight meanwhile trey yes i'm going over one and a half cautions in the final 10 laps of the race